Hey gang, I'm really excited because we just kicked off the 2020 Fast and Wrong Thinking. If you haven't heard about it, our Fast and Wrong Thinking is a 40-day fast, but it's not a fast from food. You can still eat whatever you want. It's a fast from wrong mindsets and mentalities that defeat us. I wanna invite you into this revolutionary 40-day journey. It's gonna be a catalyst for the life beyond your wildest dreams. And if you haven't signed up yet, you can right now by going to fastfromwrongthinking.com. It's totally free. You get an email personally from me in your inbox every day for the next 40 days with one negative thought that we're going to fast from or abstain from, as well as the steps necessary to overcome that thought, empowering thoughts to replace the negative thoughts. Hundreds of thousands of people have gone through this with me over the last few years and have seen real dramatic change in their lives, all because they took seriously changing the way they think. And this year, I'm really excited because for each day of our journey, along with the emails, we're gonna be releasing content on the podcast each day that goes along with the daily thought, so with the daily devotion. So make sure you're subscribed to the podcast, share it with a friend, and let's go on this journey together. We're kicking off today, day one, fasting from the thought that says, I can't change. So here's one of my recent messages entitled, Shift Your Thinking and Lift Your Life. I hope this encourages you today. Enjoy, God bless. Welcome to the Gregory Digout Podcast. When Adam and Eve sinned, they're separated from God. Now, this will explain the condition that everybody, that everybody experiences and the world is experiencing today. And he said, your, your sorrow and your conception, you will, have, you will have sorrow in your life and in your conception and in pain. You're going to bring forth children and, in, and your desire will be to rule over your husband, but he will rule over you. And you, you go, you've got to go to the Hebrew language to see when he says your desire will be to your husband, it, it doesn't mean she will desire her husband. It means she will desire to usurp her husband, but he shall rule over her. Both of those things are a curse. Both of those things are wrong. God didn't create the man to rule over his wife, and God didn't create the woman to rule over her husband. Both of those things are the byproduct of the curse. And, and, and what I'm trying to say is there's three things that set in to mankind's soul and psyche. The moment that Adam and Eve sinned, three things set in. Well, there's really four. Fear was the first one. But the, the three that are in this passage of Scripture that I want to focus on is sorrow. That's depression. Sadness, loneliness, emptiness. That's sorrow. Number two is pain. So he says you'll have pain in, as you bring forth children. How many have children? You have pain. All right. <laughs> oh, God, help us. So, and I'm kind of joking, but I'm not. You know what I mean? So three things. What do you have? What, what, what is the result of being separated from God? What is the result of sin, and I'm going to tell you what sin is, and you're going to have to look it up and study it if you don't believe me, but I'm going to tell you what it is in a few moments, but here, listen. He's number one, sorrow is going to multiply. Number two, pain. Now you're going to have sorrow, which wasn't in the Garden of Eden before Adam and Eve sinned, and now you're going to have pain, which was not in the Garden of Eden before Adam and Eve sinned, and now you're going to feel inferior, 
and a need to dominate. So now you're going to feel inferior because now you're going to have this need to because you're going to you're going to be you're going to live now with this sense of inferiority because sin makes cowards of men and all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 3:23 says when he says fall short of the glory of God, that word short there is the word inferior. Inferior. So he said because of sin you become inferior to the glory of God. When when God created Adam and Eve, he gave them his glory. He made them in his image. They were glorious. They were in his image and now they have and they were they were made in his image to rule and reign over life, to rule and reign over the, over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over everything that creeps and over all the earth. And so they had rulership over Satan. They had dominion over the serpent. They had dominion over the earth. They had dominion in life. And now that they have sinned, they have fallen short. They have become inferior to the person that God created them to be. And this is what happens before we get born again. We are living in sorrow, we are living in pain, and we are living in inferiority. And the cross of Jesus Christ deals a death blow like an arrow into the heart of a the heart of your very flesh. The the the, the cross of Jesus Christ it strickens the heart with, with joy and peace and happiness and delivers a man or woman from depression and sorrow. The cross of Jesus Christ, the love of Jesus Christ, what God did for you, it strikes through the very heart of pain so that by his stripes you are healed. And the cross strikes right through the heart of inferiority because he was nailed to the cross. He was buried and he rose from the dead and he didn't rise alone. He said, you are risen with him and seated with him in heavenly places and now you and I are kings and priests the very cross of Jesus plunges through the heart of what sin did to mankind in giving them sorrow pain and inferiority and let me tell you something it is our it is our absolute ignorance and lack of knowledge that is keeping us in sorrow, keeping us in pain, and keeping us in inferiority. It's our ignorance. It's not God's plan. It's not God's will to keep you in pain. It's not God's will to keep you depressed. It's not God's will to keep you in sorrow. It's not God's will to keep you feeling inferior and beneath yourself and beneath your destiny and beneath your value or lowered down to a less valuable person than who God created you to be. Your value is immense. Your, your destiny is greater than you could imagine. Your worth is precious. It's so precious that Jesus paid for you with his own blood. That's how valuable you are. That's how worthy you are. And he raised you up and gave you dominion and said, through the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, we reign. We reign in life. Life doesn't reign over us unless we're ignorant, unless we remain ignorance, unless we remain ignorant of who we are, of who we are. What I want you to see is what Adam and Eve brought into the world, Jesus took from the world. Adam and Eve brought sorrow, Adam and Eve brought pain, and Adam and Eve brought inferiority. Jesus brought joy, Jesus brought healing, and Jesus brought uh, righteousness and elevation. 
He elevated women. He elevated children. Let the children come to me. Women come to him at the well. Women come to him and, 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 who have been prostitutes. Women come to him and, and pour oil on his feet and wipe, their feet with, wipe his feet with her tears. You know, Jesus elevated women. He had women following him. He had men following him, obviously, but he, he treated women equal. He, he loved men and women and children. Jesus loved everybody. It didn't matter where they came from. The woman, the, 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 the Syrophoenician woman, Jesus healed her daughter and, and the woman with the issue of blood, Jesus healed her. And I mean, it, it, he, did not hold, he did not withhold his healing from anybody because of their sex or because of their age or because of their race or because of their color or because of any sin that they had committed. He, was, he freely gave people. He's, it's, 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 he's the best. He's the, he's the greatest. He is, he is our savior and our friend and he's the lover of our soul and he's... He's the best thing that ever happened to me, and he's the best thing that ever happened to you. And if, it's, and if he's not the best thing that ever happened to you, then let me introduce to you the real Jesus. The real Jesus who came to bring good news. He said the good news is you don't have to work anymore to be saved. You don't have to earn it. You can't earn it. You can't deserve it. I'm saving you by my grace. The real Jesus says let me heal you no matter what you've been going through, no matter what you've done to make yourself sick. I am going to make you well. I am here to heal you. It's a gift. The real Jesus says let me renew your mind. Let me restore your soul. Let me deliver you from addiction. Let me deliver you from fear. Let me deliver you from selfishness. Let me deliver you from loneliness. Let me deliver you from whatever. Let me deliver you from the sickness. Let me deliver you from your pain. Let me deliver you from your sorrow. Let me deliver you from what you're going through. That's the real Jesus. The real Jesus, let me tell you about him. The real Jesus wants to sit down with you and study the Bible with you. As you sit down and read your Bible, he'll speak to you. He'll say, oh, check that verse out. Ooh, I wrote that one. Ooh, I said that one. That was my quote. That was me. I want you to, I want you to, Jesus wants to have fun with you. He wants to rejoice with you. He wants to laugh with you. He wants to cry with you. He wants to say, give me your heart. Okay, I see some broken areas in there. Here, let me heal it. Let me remold it. And the Bible says, and he remade, the, he reshaped the clay while it was on the potter's wheel. He saw that it, he saw that it was marred in Jeremiah 18. And what did he do? He, he, he took it and he reshaped it again and, and healed it. This world is hurting, folks. This world is suffering. We need to wake up. We have the answer. We don't need to wake up like, we need to wake up and, and be better people, holier people. We need to be kinder people. We need to be more merciful people. You want to know what holiness is? Holiness is mercy. You want to know what real holiness is? Holiness, real holiness is, is agreeing with God. That's real holiness. You, know, you, know, you want to know when you're unholy? When God says, when God shares his opinion, but you want to argue with him about your opinion. Your opinion is unholy unless it agrees with God. That's what holiness is. Holiness is to agree with God because God's right and God's smart and God is the truth. And so when I'm agreeing with him, I'm, I'm holy. I'm, I'm set apart for, for good things now because I agree with God. When I disagree with God, I'm in sin. This is what sin is. I, this is what I wanted to get to. That sin, in John chapter 16, verse 7, Jesus said, The Holy Spirit will come to the world. He will convict the world concerning sin, righteousness, and judgment. And then he defines in verse 8, I believe, or verse 9, what sin is. He says the Holy Spirit will convict the world concerning sin. He said he'll, he'll come and convict the world in verse 8 of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Verse 9 says of sin because they do not believe in me. So now, the sin that the Holy Spirit is trying to convict us of is not our smoking in the boys' room. 
I'm not saying to smoke. I'm not encouraging you to do unhealthy things, but that's not the, that's not the sin that the Holy Spirit's going after or convicting us of. The sin is not the, the drinking. The sin is not the cussing. The sin is not, though, the sin that he came to convict us of is not our behavior. The sin that he came to convict us of is our belief. He said, I, the Holy Spirit will convict the world of sin. Now, don't take this the wrong way and say, oh, the pastor's preaching that it's okay to sin. I didn't say, first of all, I'm saying it's not okay to sin, but I'm defining what sin is. Sin is to not believe in Jesus. That's what sin is. The, the, the most holy, righteous thing you can do is to accept Jesus as Savior and Lord. And the moment you accept him as Savior and Lord, you're no longer in sin. You're in him. You can't be in both. You're in Now, your behavior might be still screwed up. Like, I got saved and I went out and partied. I'm, and I'm, I, some of you are like, ooh, maybe, maybe you're not really saved yet. I got saved and went out and got stoned. But not because I wasn't saved. It was because my mind wasn't renewed yet. It was because I didn't know how to break free of my actions and behaviors. If I have to change all those things in order to get saved, I would be doomed for the rest of my life. Not because I keep doing those things, but because that is a lie and a false gospel that you have to stop doing all of your sins so that Jesus can forgive you. That is pathetic. It is ridiculous. It is religious. It is the Pharisees preaching. It is self-righteous. I don't care who told you that. I don't care how you grew up. I don't care what religion or what church or what famous pastor told you that. It is wrong. It is unbiblical because we are not saved by our good works. We are not saved by changing. We are changed by his salvation. The salvation is a gift and then it leads us to repentance. God gives us the gift of salvation and it leads me to change. I don't change and then get salvation. That's, that, that's, that's man-made religion, folks. If we can change to be, to, to, to be saved, then, then why did Jesus even have to come? My behaviors have changed through my belief. My beliefs don't change through my behaviors. My behavior changes through my belief. As I believe right, I end up living right. And if I'm not in this, this area of my life, I'm not living right, it's because, okay, I need to adjust whatever I'm believing that is causing that behavior. I'm not going to focus on the behavior. I'm going to focus on the believing, and the believing is the root to the behavior. And see, this is Adam and Eve. This is when Adam and Eve truly sinned. It's not when they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They, they truly sinned when they when they doubted who they were. So God said he made them in his image in, in Genesis chapter 1. But in Genesis chapter 3, the devil says, if you eat from this tree, you'll be like God. And, it's, and they believed that, oh, okay, so let's eat from this tree so we can be like God. It sounds real good. We want to be like God, knowing good and evil. But they forgot who they were. They forgot they already were made in God's image. They didn't need to eat from th that tree to, become, to be made in, in God's image. We do need to eat from a tree to be in God's image, but it's not the tree of knowledge of good and evil that we need to eat from. We eat from the tree of Calvary. We eat from the tree that Jesus died, died on. When we, the moment you eat from that tree, you are now made in God's image. You are now a son or daughter of God. You are now more than a conqueror. You are now the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. That's who you are now. And listen, 
you, you think this isn't a problem in the world? You think this isn't a problem in the body of Christ today? Depression is now the leading cause of disability worldwide. It is the leading cause of disability worldwide, according to the National Alliance of Mental Illness. If you, if you feel dark right now, if you feel unhappy right now, you can do something about it. You can change what you believe. You can medicate it for a season, but medication wears off. Meditation never wears off. Meditating on God's Word day and night will bring eternal joy and happiness into your life. What caused unhappiness in the Garden of Eden is the same thing that causes unhappiness today. They stopped believing what God said about them. They started blaming each other. They started condemning themselves. And all the unhappiness that came out of the Garden of Eden distorted the mental and emotional well-being of all of mankind from that moment forward. And that's why Jesus comes first to save us, to make us born again. And then the second thing he, he does after he preaches the gospel to us in Luke chapter 4, he said, I preach, he preaches, he said, the Spirit of the Lord has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, which was all of us were poor in our sin. He said, the first thing he comes is to preach the gospel to the poor, and the second thing he comes is to heal the broken hearted. All of the pain in this world is a result of beliefs and damage that is done to the brain through, through trauma, scar tissue, emotional scar tissue, trauma. Um, abuse, the, whatever we've done to, to create pathways to our pleasure, the pleasure center of our brain. Now, don't, don't, don't tune out here. But the things we put into ourselves to make us happy create artificial pathways to the pleasure center of our brain where the, where the, where the endorphins are and the serotonin and the dopamine and the stuff that you've been getting tired of me talking about for the last several months. But, but it's so important that we understand that, that, that chemicals made by plants, made by drug creators, they, are, they, are, they carry the same chemicals that ride on the pathway to the pleasure centers of our brain. They're neurotransmitters that ride to the pleasure center of our brain. I don't mean to sound like I'm that smart, but I've studied this at least enough to know. Now, several other things that God gave us are the original pathways to the pleasure centers of our brain. Salvation is a pathway to the pleasure center of our brain. God's promises create a pathway to the pleasure center of our brain. Thankfulness and gratitude. Science, scientists have proven that gratitude is, the, is a pathway or it rides on the pathway is with the, it was the original pathway to, the, to, the, to create the serotonin, which is what, which is what opioids do. They, they manufacture temporary opioid to get to the pleasure center, to tap in and ride on that pathway to get to the pleasure center of your brain so you feel pleasure and no pain. Those, those pathways have to be retrained. We have to, we have to re redirect, we have, to, we have to stop using artificial substitutes to, to, to create those pathways and start using the promises of God, the table of communion, the, the, the speaking God's word, thankfulness and gratitude, which, which, puts, which literally changes the dynamic, the, chemical, the chemistry of our brain. 
and brings us back to the condition that God created Adam and Eve in when he first created them. And and that's why he says you are transformed. Romans chapter 12, verse two, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, which it's the rewiring of your brain is what he's literally saying. The renewing of your mind is the rewiring of your brain so that the neurotransmitters that go to the pleasure center of your brain are, are created by the word of God, the promises of God, gratefulness and thankfulness and worship and praise. These are the and generosity. These create the, the these create the accurate and correct pathways to the pleasure center of your brain. And in his presence is fullness of joy and at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. And when you know who you are, you're seated at the right hand of God with Jesus. It will create pleasure. It will create pleasure. Pleasure was God's idea. Well, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. Remember, if you haven't yet signed up for the 40 day fast from wrong thinking, you can do right now by going to fastfromwrongthinking.com. It's absolutely free. This is not a fast from food. I repeat, it's not a fast from food. It's a fast from wrong thoughts that limit us and patterns of thinking that hold us back from all that God has for us. And let me know you're enjoying this journey. I want to hear from you. What days are resonating with you? Let me know. Maybe you heard something here on the podcast that really stood out. Let me know. Send me a message on Facebook or on Twitter at Gregory Dickow. Remember, as you change the way you think, your whole life changes with it. So get ready to experience the best days of your life beginning today. God bless.